everybody. Welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl Shanice coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 251 and today's topic is Power Book 2 Ghost Season 3 Episode 10. So episode 310 Divided We Stand. We get the big season finale. The description reads, Tariq is forced to join forces with those who betrayed him in order to prevent the worst possible outcome for everyone. Monet elevates her position within the business, reaffirming her power over the Tejada children. So y'all already know how we do. We about to get into it. We about to break it down, dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform. After that, by it's the season finale, I will play the trailer for uh, Power Book 4, uh, Force, because that returns September 1st. So we're going to play the trailer for that and talk about that. I have a sleeper, of course, in my Joe Button style. Shout out to the pod father, Joey. And then I'll give y'all my opinion on who had the best show this year between Ghost and BMF. Because y'all know Michael Rainey Jr. who plays Tariq, him and Lil Meech, they are always going back and forth on social media talking about who got the best show. It's always the BMF crew against the Power Book 2 crew. So I'll give y'all my opinion on who had the best season this year by they were going back and forth. So on that note, this was a very, very, very... This was a lot. This episode had a lot in it. So it's a lot to talk about. So this podcast will be a little lengthy, but it's the season finale. We got to do it that way. Real quick, uh, Facebook is Alicia Shanice Reviews. Instagram, Alicia Shanice. No, I'm sorry. Facebook is Alicia Shanice. Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews. Email, Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You guys know you can inbox, DM, or email me for any special recap requests that you might have. Power is about to be on a hiatus for a while because they don't come back to September 1st. So I was thinking that we could do some fun things like recap uh, some episodes from the original Power. We can even take some episodes when Tariq started like turning dark and causing trouble for his family. So we can do that. Or just anything that you, you know, are into, like, um, you know, as far as movies, documentaries, music, TV shows, hit me up and I'll get your recap request out free of charge. If you have any business brand music that you're working on, please hit me up so I can, you know, show some love to you and support you and throw your business and brands out there because I love whom loves me and I love to support who supports me free of charge. I just love show love back. And don't forget, you can always check out my music playlist. They are exclusively on Spotify. All you got to do is type in Shanice Loves. takes you to the picture profile. If you click on it, it takes you to the rest of them. And then I got, you know, every genre because your girl got some long range music ears. But on that note, I've been running my mouth enough. Let's go ahead and jump into the show so we can talk Power Book 2 Ghosts. Let's get into the season finale. Hey y'all, it's your girl Shanice and I'm just coming in and check in with y'all to remind y'all to protect y'all energy as I always say. Life is at, you know, we have very different stresses at all time high. Why not go ahead and take you guys a nice vacation at a reasonable price with a trusted travel agent, you know? And that could be a solo trip, a trip with your boo thing, a family trip, a girl's trip, a guy's trip, whatever. Just let me let y'all know this right now. Visit T Booked It. T B B O O K E D I T. Follow them on Instagram on Instagram. Or you can send them an email at tbbookedit at gmail.com. The world is a beautiful place. Let them go ahead and help you discover it. Go ahead and release those stress vibes and go ahead and enjoy your vacation. At TB Booked It, they got all the reasonable deals. And just let them know, your girl Shanice, she sent you there.
think this is a big rich town I just come from the poet's part Bright light city life, I gotta make it, this is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard Legal or illegal, baby, I got I never it. took a straight path nowhere. Life full of twists and turns, bumps and bruises. I live, I learn. I'm from Let's just jump into the show, y'all. This is about to be a lengthy one. It will be a little lengthy. I'm sorry, I got to break down everything. <laughs> this episode was fire. I ain't gonna lie. They episode nine and ten. They did a magnificent job. Um, it opens with you know reflection of self shadows in a in a mirror as i like to say everyone looking at their reflection you know in um puddles of rain in the mirrors in the car windows you know just like ghosts used to and that was a big deal in the original power if you go back to especially season one um by ghost was living a double life every time he would walk past a mirror he would just like stare into it so i appreciated that as being a you know og power fan um that's what it reminded me of when everybody we seen Tariq, diana effie monet all of them just looking at the reflection of their self in a mirror in lauren and it reminded me of how ghosts used to do so we see brayden right by Tariq's side, as usual. I mean, this, this is day one. This is his brother. This is Tommy Jr. And, and, and Ghost Jr., you know, with their brotherhood, their friendship. Um, this episode was really giving me those Ghost and Tommy vibes on from the beginning to the end, from, you know, Brayden having his back, being there by his side to them getting into it. But at the end of the day, they still brothers. That's what this episode gave me. So we see Brayden, you know, after they catch up, talk about everything that's been going on. Brayden gives him a strap so he can go searching for uh, Monet and looking for his mother. And in the next scene, we finally get the meetup between Monet and Noma. And that is what I have been waiting for because I wanted to see how was these two, you know, mature bosses they're boss women, you know, um, how were they going to take each other? And they were both involved with Mecca. So Monet went in on her boss shit. Let's give her credit. She is a boss, you know, uh, she ain't on Noma level, of course, but she is the boss. She walks in and Obi did a half-ass search because he didn't even check her boots where the pistol was at because it showed when she was getting out of the truck, she put the pistol in her boot. But Noma, you know, she listened to what she had to say. She like, Mr. Hada, you caught this meeting. And, you know, looked at Obi pissed when she learned of all the turmoil going on with Effie being locked up and just everything that she was in the dark about. But before we can get a reaction out of her, it cuts to the, uh, to the next scene. And Noma was like, before I can even, you know, consider your proposition that Monet was saying, she like, what happened to my fiance Mecca? Now Monet did give her a look like, uh, here we go with this Mecca shit. <laughs> But then it cuts to the next scene. And side note, I found out a few weeks ago, I didn't know that the character who portrays Noma is actually married to Uncle Phil from Bel Air in real life. I thought that was very interesting. So I was looking at some of their pictures. They make a beautiful couple. And I love me some Uncle Phil off at Bel Air. But in case you guys didn't know, now you know, because I didn't know. But I was like, dang, I didn't know that they was married. But back to the recap, back to the recap. <laughs> it cuts to the next scene with reek on kate's crazy ass doorstep and kate opened the door being kate kate is one of my faves she is always just a fun vibe always comedic relief so when i seen kate i said okay i see y'all y'all brought back everybody and i loved every bit of it so she like hey Tariq. <laughs> reek like cut the shit where's tommy at kate like he's dead <laughs> Now, y'all know Kate going to be Kate, and we better see more of Kate in force. But she invites him in to do a search and does what Kate does, offer him some Hennessy or a juice box. 
Hell, I was surprised she didn't say, you want a line of coke with that? <laughs> Y'all know Kate and Tommy, they used to do them little lines together, child. But she ends up telling him about a lady who came to visit her with the letter, you know, with the Dear Sacks letter, and her name was Monique. Now, if you know Kate being Kate, she ain't got the damn name right, but she knew it was some damn red hair. So Tariq already know, like Monet, she's dead. Kate tries to give him a little game, like, you don't want to go after Tommy. You're a good kid. He like, I'm not the same kid I used to be, Miss Miss Egan. Well, clearly I can see that. <laughs> like, but Kate is always a vibe. So I really enjoyed her little small cameo in this episode. It was definitely bringing back some of that original power book vibes, the original power. So it cuts back to Noma and Monet. And Noma gets to asking, you know, questions, dangling, you know, her little ring in Monet's face. Like, you know, this ring, that was for me. <laughs> Monet like, okay, I don't want that shit. <laughs> Noma like, oh, you didn't love Mecca. <laughs> she like, listen, no, I did not. Now, you know how Monet get to talking? She get to rambling on about how she didn't do anything to protect her family. She had killed for her family. And, you know, Noma wouldn't know anything about that. And Noma like, hold on. Let's be clear. You don't know anything about me. And if I had a child, they would be clear of all of this. So, you know, the ladies go back and forth. Monet was like, well, I tried to do that with Zeke. Let's see what happens. And basically, the two ladies continue to discuss, you know, business at the end of the day. Because Monet was like, so, you know what I'm saying? We both business women. We both bosses. You want to continue just go back and forth about a fuck boy like Mecca? <laughs> so the two ladies determined that they have things in common and, you know, let's continue the business journey. But, you know, Noma lets her know that her power is very important. And then she slices Obi's face. And I was like, well, damn, we just going to slice Obi's face like that? Okay, <laughs> I like Opie. So we go into the next scene and we go to the station. We get the team, you know, Blanca, Jenny, Medina, and Agent Young, a.k.a. Junior. They talk about Lucas, how, you know, his supposed suicide, along with how to handle Effie. And all of them get to um, going in the room talking to Lauren. And, you know, Lauren asks, she like, was Sack's death connected to Tariq? And Jenny bust out. Of course it was. <laughs> I fell out laughing. I said, this bitch Jenny is unhinged. And after everything that she's been through with this episode, she's just going to be just as self-destructive as just like Sax was. Just like, um, you could say Greg Knox. I really like the Greg Knox from the original Power. Um, you know, all of these cops, they, they get really really addicted to this and they hate the St. Patrick's and you know she's gonna be just like that she's gonna be just like that because Jenny got her ass handed to her this episode and she done lost sack so she is basically gonna be just like that and not to mention Whitman and y'all know I fucked with Whitman because he was just funny Whitman was funny as hell so um we go to the warehouse and you know Monet barges in with Opie with that slice on his face. And the way Kane looked, he was like, what the fuck you doing here? I felt I was screaming because Monet just barged in like, since you can't handle business, right? I'm taking over. Monet like, I'm, I'm your new boss and I'm putting all you bitches on notice. <laughs> she told her boys to call Diana and she told trading places to put their beavis and butt head, uh, heads together and to figure out a plan. And Drew like, Man, fuck that. I ain't working nowhere near her. Kane had to bring him back. Listen. <laughs> the way Monet barged in that damn uh, warehouse and she was like she in charge. And then the way Tariq looked at her, I was just like, oh my God. So Monet, when you really think about it, she gives no fucks. Her kids just found out she killed their father. And now she's just... She didn't met up with Noma and she's taking over. Like when you really think about it, that was some straight heartless boss shit. <laughs> I was like, okay. So, you know, Obi, 
He like, if you answer to Noma, you answer to Monet. So they like, man, this is bullshit. So of course, Monet had to pull Tariq outside to let him know the only reason Kane wasn't digging his grave was because he had to get his bitches in line. And as soon as she walked off, Reek was about to pop her in the head. And so Obi stopped him. But she did tell Tariq, she like, I had nothing to do with uh um sending Tommy after your mom. And I was about to say, now if it's one thing about Monet, she gonna keep real, she don't lie. Then I thought about it, like, oh yeah, Monet lied about everything. So of course he wouldn't believe her. <laughs> she do lie about everything, but uh if she was serious, she like, I ain't had nothing to do with that. But we found out who did have something to do with that, and we gonna get the early ass. So Obi stopped him. And Obi was for the win this entire episode. He looked out for Reek. And he tells him, like, you know what the best thing you need to do to get all us back on track is you need to find a way to get back in Noma's good grace. You know, use your time wisely. So it cuts to Monet getting in the truck and calling Diana. And Diana kept ignoring her calls. And she left a voicemail like, Diana, you need to get over your bullshit and, you know, call me. We need to get back to work. And I was like, at the end of the day, you did kill her dad. You killed her dad, my G. She needs time. And I'm not a Diana fan, but she needs time on that. You can't just call her like, hey, you know what I'm saying? I need for you to, you know, push this over here for me real quick. I mean, Monet, you killed your children's father and you want them just to get over it. Damn. So Tariq starts trailing Monet until Tommy cuts him off, telling him to follow him. So I did enjoy the cameos with Tommy as well, but I am ready for uh, book four for us to come back. So I'm like, I do like on how they're walking us right into his show. So Tommy tells him that him and Tasha hashed it out and, you know, it shows what really happened. And I enjoy seeing them make up and, you know, catch up and, you know, just talk about the past and talk about how, you know, Tommy wished that he, they could just roll up and roll around the city because that's what they used to do. Tasha was his smoke buddy. They would always be in his car smoking, coming up with plans, talking, plotting. And I, I enjoyed on how they did it to be. But, you know, I can't lie to y'all. I did feel like it was a little soap opera-ish. And I'm a soap opera fan. At least I used to be. <laughs> but it was kind of soap opera-ish, but I enjoyed it. And this also opens the doors for multiple crossovers. So with Tommy, you know, giving Olive Branch to Reek and, you know, him dead in the beef with Tosh, now we can see many more crossovers. You know, I I've, I've been, at, um, you know, wanting to see ever since the Power Book Force went off with Tommy's nephew, D. I've been wanting to see him and Reek in a scene together by they both Tommy nephew. So at least now this gives us where we can get those crossovers and hopefully get way more two bit, you know, because I'm hoping that we see way more two bit. We need two bit on your show, or at least on Force, one of them. But Tommy gives, you know what I'm saying, uh Reek some game. He like, listen, you can't be a civilian and in the streets. You got to pick a side. You can't be one foot in, one foot out. All that classroom shit, all the school shit, all this, you know, Western holdings, you got to be all the way in. Your dad tried it, and you <laughs> you know better than him. You think you is, but you got to pick a side. You have to. So he tells him, like, choose your wars, you know, wisely. Choose your wars wisely, and now is not time to go to war. You ain't got no backup. You ain't got a plan. So Tommy, you know, he gives him some game, but also lets him know, like, listen, I just gave you the game. Take it. But I can't join this war with you because it's not my war. I'm dead in New York. And I'm just thinking, like, Tommy, if you don't get your ass back to Chicago, especially in your goddamn car where it's just no <laughs> noticeable. But I enjoyed that moment, and I enjoyed learning everything that happened. I predicted that it was Tasha who knocked him out, uh, but I really enjoyed seeing that. So we get into the next scene, and everything is looking good for Councilman Tate. I said, I mean, he just, Tate just doing his thing. You know, I said I even had a little song playing for him in the back. I'm all the way 
I said, damn, Tate even got a little all the way up playing in the background. I was getting geek for him. <laughs> Listen, let's just take a moment. We need Tate to get off Power Book 2 and go to Influence. We need that Influence show. Everybody needs to write stars and be like, we don't know what the hell y'all be on, but we need Influence. Influence will take it to a whole nother level because it's not going to be all about drug dealing and all the drug dealers killing all law enforcement. It's not realistic. <laughs> it's not. Uh, a whole bunch of law enforcement people just don't all end up murdered and the drug dealers just go free. It just doesn't work that way. But what will be re re realistic, what will be realistic is if we get that councilman Tate show and we go into dirty politics because, listen, so I'm... Um, Side note, I'm coming back to the recap, but I've been putting together my Snowfall Legacy show and it took me down a whole nother rabbit hole. I'm going to get get it out. It's just, it's a lot. So anywho, it's been taking me into the dirty politicians world and it got me rooting for a Tate show even more. Them motherfuckers is bigger criminals than the ones who even portray on this show. It's it's insane. So what we need is that influence show because y'all could really, really, really go deep. And y'all in New York, everybody need the right stars like, hey, we need influence. I know it seemed like it could be boring, but no. When you want to talk about real criminals and the justice system and just dirt, murder, cover up, let's get influence so we can talk dirty politics, please. Okay, back to the recap. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Take you know, he all the way up. He's doing this thing. He up in the uh, you know, he um up in the ranks now. And he proposes to Harper for the third time. They say third time is the charm. And Bashandria was their number one cheerleader. Like, go take go. Go take go. <laughs> but then it cuts to uh the next scene, and we get the Tahada kids. They meet up to have another Monet meeting. And Drew calls Kane a mama's boy. But y'all, y'all know me. Y'all already know me. Come on now. It ain't no surprise what took me out. It was Kane for me. I'm sorry, y'all. It was Kane for me. Kane letting these fools go on and on and on. He letting Drew, you know, call him mama's boys and they kind of shoving each other. But when this nigga told Drew to man up and he's not going to be an NBA wife. It told Diana, you're not a college sorority girl. We're drug dealers. Kane told no lies. Kane told no lies. Drew, you need to man up. You need to man up. You're not joining Everett. You're not. You're not going to be on the NBA Housewives of Atlanta. Diana, we're not finna see you as one of the sorority sisters. You need to stop it. It would be nice if you guys could go and do everything you wanted to, but the family you're in, all of the choices that you guys have made, it's yeah, drug dealers at this point. You know, just like Tommy just told uh Tariq, you can't be a civilian and in the streets. You can't have one foot in, one foot out. He told them nothing but the truth. And Drew told him nothing but the truth when he called him a mama's boy because Kane is a mama's boy. Courtney, who created the character, has said this multiple times. So he walks off, you know, walks off because he been told they asked a thing or two. And these two doofs come up with their own plan. And they, they never need to come up with not one plan together. They don't even need to make a grocery list together. And we're going to talk about Diana and Drew because they both pissed me off. So we get into the next scene. And we go to the Westons. Braden showed up. He is trying to get his family out of town until Monet and Kane run up in there and rob them. They take paintings, the watch and all, leaving Trace speechless for once. I was just expecting a good joke out of Trace. Trace didn't have nothing for me this episode. I just knew Trace was going to give me just one good laugh. But Trace was speechless because the way they two, them two ran up in there, they laughing, they joking like, oh, we'll take this, we'll take this, what polyester at? I mean, they wasn't playing. Brayden was pissed. 
afraid his dad is like, you're not one of them. You, you had every opportunity, son. And you just want to roll around with these thugs. <laughs> I mean, they took the paintings, his watch. Man, and to be fair, to be fair, the Westons did take their money. Even though it was Uncle Lucas, the family owned the Weston firm. So, I mean, they did take their money. Next scene. <laughs> we see them loading up the truck with the paintings and all. And Monet being Monet, even though Kane just had her back, Kane and her number one child on her side, she still got to check his ass. And she like, why you ain't tell me if he was locked up? So she calls him Panani Whipped. And she's like, I'll take care of him myself. So we know Kane, you know, he knows he knows his mother when she says she's handling it. Oh, she's going to handle it all right. So, of course, he got to send a little message to Effie and um, let her know, Monique coming for you. But I was wondering, I'm like, damn, is the CO, you know, we know she dirty. Is she working for Kane and Monet? Because she kind of did it double-sided. She sent the chick in there, probably for Monet to fuck up Effie. But then she also sent the burner phone in there with Kane message to warn Effie. But anywho, we get to the next scene. And Tariq meets up with Davis. And it was Davis for me, y'all. It was Davis for me. Because we know Davis' whole career has been about getting his brother out. Now his brother is gone. Davis feels like he has nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. And he gets to telling him everybody got to go. He's like, oh, Effie, she has to go. Lauren, she needs to go, Tariq. <laughs> Tariq, like, ain't this what you not supposed to be saying? He like, Effie, she needs to go to re Lauren, she needs to go. And you don't need to start a fucking war. Me and your homicidal uncle that told you that. So Tariq like, man, murder only. Davis like, my nigga, I don't give a fuck anymore. Those are your bitches. <laughs> oh my God, I fell out laughing. But they end up coming up with a plan. Davis, you know, he go, he gonna handle Tate. And get him under control. And then Effie and, um, well, Tariq is supposed to handle his bitches. Because that's what everybody keeps telling him. So I might as well say it too. Monet told him to do it. Davis told him to do it. And now I'm going to tell him to do it. And Davis is going to handle Tate. Reek, go handle your bitches. So it goes to the next scene. And we see some weird old chick sneaking up on Effie. And my girl handles that shit because I said, Effie, whip her ass, Effie, whip her ass. I mean, homegirl just walked up in there like she knew she was about to take Effie. Listen, Effie handled that. Now, Rick comes to visit her. And we see Effie done already um, been on it. She know who Noma's daughter is, but she like, I'm not giving you no information until you get me out of here. Because I got my own lawyer and my own money. So she like, get me out of here today. Today, Reek. So, we cuts to the next scene. And Tariq and Brayden, Kane and Trace's watch, they show up for a meetup. And Brayden keep no, Kane keeps antagonizing Brayden about Trace's watch. Brayden was pissed. Brayden was more pissed in this episode than I've ever seen him in the original power in this uh, series, this is when we're starting to see Brayden go dark. And that's normally when we do see characters do that, when they catch their first body. Not only did he catch his first body, it wasn't random, it was his uncle. So we're starting to see a more serious Brayden because normally he all jokey, jokey, jokey. We starting to see a more serious Brayden who is not for the bullshit. And I like it, I liked it. But they come up with the plan to scare Lauren so Tariq calls her for a meeting. Now, now I know everybody loves Lauren. I know everybody loves Lauren. But this damn girl tells Tariq they need to meet somewhere in a public place. Then she suggests Forest Park in the dark and grabs a butter knife. I just had to pause the TV. I had to pause it. Now, after I quit shaking my head and hit play, 
we see Cain and Drew, they get to Lauren's parents. Now, in the next scene was the meetup after they got to her parents everything. And when Caden, I'm sorry, when Cain and Brayden jumped out the bushes, it reminded me of Narcos. I'm going to tell y'all why. Um, do y'all remember, for Narcos peoples, Narcos fans, y'all know I love me some Narcos. By the way, I have recapped every episode of Narcos. Narcos regular, you know, for Narcos, the original for Colombia, and Narcos Mexico. So if you guys are bored where all of our shows are on hiatus and haven't watched Narcos, please watch it. And I have recapped every episode because I am a Narcos but anywho, this one little scene reminded me of Narcos. It put me in the mind of season two with Pablito. Remember when he got the, uh, when Lakika brought on Lemon and they was after the girl and then they had her do the big setup for Caveria and they met at the church in a way, you know, she thought she was safe meeting up with Lemon and then out of nowhere, Pablo and Lakika just popped up and she got the shivering. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> I should watch that episode tonight. But anywho, they um she like Tariq, you know what the fuck? You know, she's just nervous as she should be. You know, she's trembling, got a little butter knife trembling. So they show her the pictures of her parents. And <laughs> we see her parents is tied up. But Tariq, like, man, Kane, yo, that wasn't the fucking plan. That, that, that wasn't supposed to happen. Here go Kane. When y'all gonna learn? I don't listen to this nigga. I listen to myself. <laughs> Kane is his own man. He is his own man. And side note, we're going to get back to recaps, but the recap. But one thing I do respect about Kane is he don't back down. And he don't back down to nobody except Monet. But Kane does not back down to nobody. And I have a different outlook on it than most fans. A lot of people say that he's obsessed with Reek. I beg to differ. Because I look at it a little different. Courtney, Courtney Kemp, shout out to Courtney Kemp. Amazing writer who, you know, blessed us with his powers, you know. And now it's took on a journey of its own with the universe. And she's working with Netflix. And I will be supporting everything she does on Netflix. But Courtney, who created this character, Kane, it was all he was always supposed to be written as a mama's boy. Kane is the mama's boy. He loves his mother. He does anything for her attention. So if you look at it that way, and then you look at it as, you know, them being this criminal family, but always just about family. The Tejadas originally, before Tariq entered, were always about family. They didn't let anybody that close. And he was always the muscle, especially while Lorenzo was locked up. So imagine that. Imagine we not loving Tariq, this not being Tariq's show. You can understand how he is. If he's always been the muscle, especially his father is locked up, and this has always been a business ran, you know, operation. And then all of a sudden, your cousin brings home his tutor, who is this smooth-talking college kid, who gets close to your mom, who doesn't let anybody in, and gets to hustling for her, and gets to playing it close to your little sister, who is a virgin, who wouldn't keep their eyes on this little nigga. If you look at it that way, and we don't look at it like, oh, this is Tariq, this is our lovely Tariq, this is his show. When you look at it from a different angle, you can kind of understand it. Just like I used to have to break down stuff with Snowfall and I used to be like, if this wasn't Franklin, I get we love Franklin, but you gotta, I try to look at it from the writer's view on how they're writing it so I can love each character. Even with my book that I'm writing, that I have written, it's characters that I can't stand, that I wrote and I can't stand. And even when I have to kill them, I'm crying. <laughs> I'm weird, I know. But even my characters I hate, I love. So I try to look at everybody and be like, okay, I get it. So it came, I understand his hate for Tariq just on that matter alone. But back to the recap, because I got way off topic. Um, Lauren threatens them with her butter knife. And she's like, I'm going to fuck all y'all up. <laughs> you got to love Lauren for trying, right? But Lauren is so green, you know, after all of this. She is about to cry. She like, Jenny and Blanca was right, weren't they? The murders. The drugs. That was all you, Tariq. That was all you. Never again. Never again. And Tariq like, Lauren, yo. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I felt a little bad for Laura. L Laura just needs to get far away. Get far away. That's all. So, again, Tate is all the way up. And, you know, he happy. He on cloud nine. We get the chant from the people at the little party. New York leads the way. New York leads the way. All I could say was stars leads the way to influence. Stars leads the way to influence. Anyway, David shows up with the message. They basically threaten each other because, you know, David's got to be a method man and, you know, Tate got to be an old dog. Because he's like, listen here, my nigga. <laughs> That's what I love about these two. They can, like, switch it up to be Councilman Tate and, you know, the attorney Davis, but they can switch it back real quick. I just, I love it. So they threaten each other, but come to a mutual agreement if Davis donates a large sum to uh, Tate's campaign. Of course, Harper overhears the conversation and runs out and has broken off the engagement for the third time. And all I could think was, come on, sis. We all know Tate gonna be Tate. Get your ass down that damn aisle so you can say I do. We know Tate gonna be Tate. So we see Kiki and Brayden. They have a goodbye moment at Weston Holdings. And we can see Brayden is starting to turn dark. Even the way he looked at Kiki when she asked about Lucas, I was like, please don't go full of Tommy and choke her ass. <laughs> but she tells him, like, you know, it might be time for you to go. Now, she was packing up like she was getting ready to go back to Columbus, Ohio. I'm hoping they bring her back because I like her. And I like her and Brayden together. So it's just so much going on, especially on how it ended. We, I'm not sure we'll see Kiki again, but... I hope so, because I like her and Brayden together. So we get that little goodbye. And then we get a little moment with uh, Lauren asking Jenny about the, because uh, she meet with Effie. And, you know, Lauren is starting to figure out she can't trust nobody. Lauren, like, I know what this is about, Jenny. It's about you losing your little boyfriend and using me for bait to get Tariq. Jenny like, no, no, we need justice. And, you know, I've already crossed so many unethical lines. You know, it's more of the formality. I'm like, Jenny, <laughs> you asked. You asked for your case to be ruined as soon as you sent Lauren in to meet with Effie. Come on now. But we get the meeting. And I can, all I can say is I'm happy Jenny is unethical as hell because I loved every bit of this meeting with Lauren walking in so confident, popping her shit asking Effie was it worth it she's like well me and Tariq were together you know he wanted to save me Brayden wanted to save me it was just you who wanted me gone and then I see pictures of you together so was that what it was it about are you happy did you put yourself in this situation my girl Effie just sitting there she's just sitting there blanks there Lauren I don't give a fuck about you I never have. <laughs> I love Effie. I'm sorry. That bitch is hard. She for herself. I, I, I just love her. I, I love Effie. And, you know, she had to tell Lauren how it was. You know, she like, I never was jealous because you had more, that she was privileged and all that. It was just business. But if you testify... It's going to get real personal. And that's when it hit at, uh, hit Lauren. Lauren was like, you, Tariq, all of y'all are evil. And they are, Lauren. I agree. That's why I say you need to get far away. Go away. <laughs> so it cuts to the hearing. And, and Lauren, she blows Jenny's whole case up. And she like, I'm done with your agenda. agenda. I just want to go home with my family. So when Jenny walked out of that, that hearing, I knew it. I said, Jenny is about to be gone, just like Sax, not gone as far as death. I'm talking about just like willing to do anything. Remember in the original power, Sax was about to try to kill Ghost himself in uh, Truth that night. So Jenny is going to go there. <laughs> she's going to be unhinged. And I would love to see her in force as well, because we know Blanca, she's going to be playing in force as well so i'm gonna let her crossovers with them trying to take down both organizations hopefully they might join organizations tommy and reek we'll see but medina he ends up pulling a plug he like listen before you embarrass us anymore i'm pulling a plug and that's what medina do he did that in the original power 
So Tariq texts Lauren, is she okay? And she just throws that damn phone in the garbage and leaves with her parents. And, you know, I'm like, why is Tariq still texting this goddamn girl? You ain't ruined this girl. You have ruined her. All I'm going to say is, Lauren, baby, go to school. Get far away from New York. Run. Run. Matter of fact, listen to this song. It's for you. school lock up all the criminals when you're done even lock them up for weed you could be the next kamala harris oops did i just say that did i go too far i never said that i take it back sorry just run run baby go be a doctor but anyway we get to the next scene effie gets let go with rick waiting outside for her i had to pause the tv Listen, I had to pause the TV. I'm like, yes, I'm like, they about to get back together. All is going to be forgiven. But no, 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 no. Effie, Effie kept her word. She gave Rick the intel for Noma's daughter. Noma's daughter is their age. So please believe me, she will be in season four. She's been attending NYU. And then Rick like, bet we can use this. So I feel like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where does that leave me in the business? Our future, what we talked about in Italy, our love. <laughs> and this is where young Greek fucked up at. He didn't have no game. He didn't have that. You always talk about your daddy wasn't this and your daddy wasn't that. But your daddy would have knew how to work F.E.S. Don't forget, this is Hurricane Effie. Interesting, it's Hurricane Effie. She messed the cane. We might got something there. But anywho, this is Hurricane Effie. Effie is out for herself. Effie, all she has is herself. Effie, it is what it is. Effie is going to make sure she is straight. That's all she had her whole life was herself. So if you was your daddy, your daddy would have been having, listen, he would have been promising her the world to make sure she was straight. At least to this was over. And this is where young Greek fucked up that he didn't have a game. He didn't have a game. He should have been telling her everything she wanted to hear. And he let her walk away. You let this cold-hearted hurricane walk away all the way to her dorm where she can come up with all type of plots and plans and knows everything about your ass. So, for y'all who want to get mad at Effie, talking about, I knew Effie was this, I knew that. We all know Effie is for Effie. He should have had the game. He should have been giving her every dream she wanted. Like, yeah, baby, we're going to go back to Italy. And then we do this, we're going to do this. Reek fucked up. Reek fucked up. He let her feel abandoned and alone. And that's how she'd been feeling her whole life. And he let her walk away. And that whole time she was walking, she was plotting. It is what it is. Damn, Reek. So Tariq and Brayden meet up after that. And Brayden has had enough. Brayden is tired. <laughs> he wants out. He wants out. And after they got done arguing and he walked away, in the way how he was like, you know, good luck. <laughs> 
this motherfucker sounded just like a square because you done, you you didn't you already told Rick you in you in you in you did all this stuff but when you get a little too close to home you're out and all you can say is you know good luck <laughs> but he made up for it at the end but the way he walked out of said good luck I was on the floor laughing now Diana goes to Tariq. I don't like Diana. I don't like Diana. I don't like Diana. I can understand where Effie was coming from, but I don't like Diana. Diana goes to Tariq for help with Monet. Now, Rick told this bitch he didn't even want to go to war with her family. He just said his mom was okay. So Monet, you know, he ain't got no beef with Monet. She got them damn tears in her eyes. Tariq, you're really going to let her get away with it? She went after your mother, Tariq. She killed my father, Tariq. She, what is she going to do to me? You're not going to help me? And Tariq goes simp ass. He agrees. He like, I got you, D. I, I got you. I, I'm in. I'm in. I'm like, Tariq. I'm... So it shows Monet and Diana. They go into the car and they have a conversation. Now, I'm not going to lie. I honestly think what Monet told her about, you know, not knowing how to love them and, you know, giving up Zeke took something out of her and, you know, her and her, you know, Lorenzo raising them like soldiers. It was getting them prepared for the streets. I believe word for word of what she said. I don't think Monet was lying. I think she does love her children, but I think she doesn't know how to show it. I, I really believe it. I think if you go through something dramatic with giving up a child as a teenager that you didn't want to and then having other kids and that guilt, I really think Monet was being honest. You know, even Diana had a change of heart. She's like, Mom, let's go back in the house. And then a car pull up and get the glass in their ass. And Kane, he comes out shooting. And then Reek looking like, yo, what the fuck? He like, Ma? <laughs> When I seen Tasha, I had to pause the goddamn TV. I said, what the hell y'all doing now? <laughs> but that was a good scene. That was a good scene. I enjoyed seeing Monet open up. I enjoyed them showing that Diana had a change of heart. And I enjoyed seeing Kane come out blasting like, you know what, mama? Well, fuck that. And then just seeing Reek being so surprised to see Tasha, you know, I just love that whole entire scene. It cuts to the hospital scene. And we see Monet. She's still breathing. They didn't kill the witch. She's still breathing. <laughs> and Diana's still lying. She's still lying. You know. But when, when she told Kane it was Tariq, that took the cake for me. I was like, really? So we know Kane, he going to go off crazy. And then it get, we get the flashback of what happened we see it shows diana with the red wig it shows her and drew coming up with the plan and he like you know we got to make Tariq take the fall and she was like no and his old dramatic ass diana we are fighting for our lives i'm like drew <laughs> never mind I, I got a song for Diana because you was wrong for that, Diana. You was wrong. So I'm going to play this song for you. You know how you used to have your little song hiding in the bushes for detective mode? This is your new song. I didn't say it too positive. And we definitely about to start recapping that Tupac documentary. I haven't forgot. I haven't forgot. I've been working on a couple things, a couple things. But we'll talk about that at the end of the show. We see Tasha and Rick meet up in the next episode. I mean, the next scene. And they have a heart to heart. He fills her in about his trust being gone, about Noma. She gives him some game. And I love when she told him, like, hold on, don't get beside yourself. Ghost was a lot of things, but he wasn't stupid. Hell, if that was Ghost. Effie would have been in that damn car smiling, even if Ghost didn't plan on being with whoever. He was going to make him feel that way. <laughs> Rick fucked up. <laughs> but the moment, the, the moment out of this scene that 
I enjoyed the most is after they caught up and, you know, decided what they had to do. The way on how Rick just laid on her and she held her son in her arms and, you know, the camera just showed that for a minute before it went off. I enjoyed that because that's what Rick needed. Rick has been by so many backstabbers since all this has happened it was like he just needed his mother's love and no matter what his mother's love is unconditional and she will go to hell and back for him and he will as well so i really just enjoyed that moment of him getting that that motherly love that he's been missing because you know of everything that happened so we see uh pies she shows up at the precinct and uh, it's finally uh, out there now. It's solidified that that is Junior and, you know, Angela's nephew. And she, he's actually following in Angela's footsteps. So I, I like where they're going. And she comes in with the Dear Sacks envelope. And the envelope has a chip in it. I don't know what the chip could be. The only thing I could think of that Sacks had on a chip is Tariq admitting that he killed Ghost at the cemetery when he had his niece following everything that's the only thing i could think it could be but you know sax he was always up to something so it could be more but we're gonna see where that go that's gonna be interesting for season four um after that reek shows up at the warehouse and he got a you know a nice proposition for norma and norma like oh really <laughs> She asked him if he had anything to do with Monet's shooting. And, you know, he like, no, nah, I ain't had nothing to do with that. And Obi like, well, it seems to be different of opinions. And out walks Kane, Drew, and Diana with her lying ass. You almost killed me too, Tariq. So Tariq was about to get blasted because Kane, like, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. It was getting real intense. And then Reek yells out, Anya Covington. And Norma, like, I was always, I was already aware of this. And I walks in. <laughs> Tariq was like, this bitch. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I it when Reek said that. <laughs> because it's like, if he, like, fourth time getting over. He was like this bitch. <laughs> but damn, everybody flipped on Lil Reek. Everybody. Everybody. <sighs> they was about to get him. They was about to get him. They was about to clip that ass until Brayden rolled up bussing. And I loved every minute of it because Brayden, he was like, pop. And the first shot went to Kane ass, and I was like, oh, no, we can't lose Kane. I don't think Kane is dead, but he might be shot. <laughs> but I loved every minute of it. Braden was for the win. Braden came in like Tommy Jr. and the way they rolled out. I'm like, these fools, he like, I think we just started a war. And then we seen that Obi was the one who warned Brayden. So I'm like, Obi was for the win. Obi was for the win. I hope that we see more of Obi and Noma don't kill him on, you know, the next episode for season four. But um, Obi was for the win, wasn't he? Obi was for the win. And it just rolled on out. And I said, where are they going? I hope straight to Chicago because on all the cameos we got, they're walking us into force and they on the run. Him and Uncle Tommy just came back cool. It'd be so dope if we see those two end up in Chicago and then, you know, getting something together where they're able to come back and, you know, go to war with them. You know, you can't go to war to get your money back. That's what Tupac said. But that was, this was a fire-ass episode. This was a fire-ass episode. I especially enjoy episode 9 and 10. This was a solid season. This was a solid season. And one thing that I want to just thank the Power Writers for is um, they didn't kill Noma off because y'all know how they do. They bring a big bad villain on and by episode 10, they just get took out like, you know what I'm saying? They just look at the candy stuff. So I really, really, really enjoyed this episode, this season. This, I enjoyed this episode as a season finale. It was packed with a lot. A lot of twists and turns. I liked it, the twist. And, as, as far as a writing method, I loved it, the twist and turn with Drew and Diana. But as far as characters, it made me despise them, especially Diana, just because of her relationship with Reek. I just thought that was really, really dirty. <laughs> but um, my opinion for who had the best show 
Let's talk about it. All right. So this is this this Michael Rainey Jr., aka Tariq, and, and little Meech beef. <laughs> Fake beef. They they not like that for real. But they always talk about who had the best. So we would have to compare season two only of BMF compared to season three of power. Who had the best season? Because um Tariq told him that they was coming back for their spot and they was gonna have a better season. Let's check out BMF. BMF, this, okay. So with season two of BMF, it was fire. But if I'm going to be fair, and I'm a Michigan girl, y'all know I support BMF. I was able to go to the first premiere. Um, I would say BMF was fire season two. But it was it was Charles for me. Charles Charles took it to a whole nother level of just entertaining. But and I love know how to introduce Monique because I love Monique. But it was one thing that got on my nerves repetitively in um season two, and that was the Lamar character. He was overkill for me sometimes. So that's what took the score down. As far as this season of Ghost, uh, it was. What's up there? Um, it was a couple things that kind of got on my nerves. Uh, one thing that the writing was perfect, and I'm gonna see where they go through with season four. But if I was, you know, if I would have had my choice, y'all know what I would have did at the end of Ghost. I know Effie, you know, turned on Reek, but what I would have did it, it had it end on how the beginning was with them three just talking about how all they had was each other and they was a family. I wish Reek would have, you know, made her feel like she was a part of the team still. And those three would have went out shooting at everybody. They would have been like Tasha, Tommy, and Ghost, but it just ended up being like Tommy and Ghost. I mean, that was cool too because, like I said, it was fire. But I just would have had Effie on their side and letting it be them three. But we're going to see where they go for season four. But out of um, who had the best season between BMF and uh, and Ghost, I'm going to go with BMF. Don't get mad at me. I know y'all love Ghost. <laughs> I'm going to go with BMF because I had a lot of critiques with Ghost this season. It was really good. But a few of the episodes, I'm like, what is y'all doing? What is y'all doing? Y'all switched a character, you know, got rid of a red man, you know, y'all killed sex, y'all, y'all were just killing everybody. <laughs> like, I don't know, like it was entertaining. It was really, really good. And then you see how long it took me to come up with who had the best show. So that just shows both of them were fire, was fire. But if I'm going to rank it, I'm going to say BMF was better, in my opinion, probably because I'm from Michigan and it's a little more realistic besides the whole Lamar thing. But uh, Charles having that affair, I don't take it to a whole other level. So I really enjoy both of them. I'm just happy to be an honorary member of the Greenlight Gang because I've made myself that. Y'all let 50 Cent know. <laughs> and I'm just a supporter of the whole universe. So um, Michael Rainey Jr. and uh, Lil Meech, they the one who started all this. I'm about who got the best, who do this, who did that. So I just joined in. But if I'm a, if I'm gonna put my pen, I say BMF. But Power Book Two Ghosts was still amazing. But y'all know my number one. It ain't even one of these shows. My number one, who I love to watch, Raising Canaan. That's the one. That's the one. But this was a very, very solid season. And then during the summer, by we're waiting for uh, Forrest to return, we'll definitely pull some episodes from if y'all want to, you know, just do some recap, you know, the talks about Forrest before it comes back to, you know, get our remember it about it. And I want to definitely do pull some original episodes to recap from Power, especially when Tariq started really getting into the streets and uh, talking um, to Kanan and Dre. So we can just kind of dissect that a little bit more. Here is the trailer for um, Force, and it does return September 1st. So here's the teaser. It's... Everything about the men running shit. 
We own this city. Follow me. Let's face the music. I'm back. All right, so that comes first. It was a small teaser. Um, it looks like it's going to be a lot of action. It looks like Diamond and Tommy is going to be back working together. I'm still mad at they ass for killing Liliana off. But Tommy, his show is more just like really about that like mob style, you know. And then Chicago has a rich mob history with the Chicago outfit, Al Capone, you know. It, like it has a really rich history in Chicago with the mob. So I can't wait to see it. We got to, you know, give it another chance. Of course, I thought it was fire. That rate, their ratings was a little lower, but I just think because it was a new show with new characters. But at the end of the day, it was only season one. So you have to give it another chance for season two, even though I thought it was fire. But, you know, when you bring on a new cast and crew some time, it takes time. Um, But I can't wait for it. You know, Tommy has always been a fan favorite. So I think it's going to be really, really, really good. I wish that they would have brought it back to back, especially while we're hot. You know, after we just seen Tommy on Power, I thought they should have did it and I made us wait. But it's a lot going on with uh behind the scenes of television, especially with the writer strike. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it. We know it's always stuff going on with Tommy. I mean, with uh, 50 and Star. So that could have something to do with it. I'm not for sure. But y'all know, you know, I'm a, I'm a supporter. So as soon as it comes back, and then we'll continue to do what we do over here. Um, I got to get that Snowfall Legacy out, the Tupac docuseries. And if you guys have recap requests, now's the time to request them while our shows are on hiatus. Um, it's a question on Spotify to ask, what did you think of this episode? Can you guys let me know who had the best show between BMF and uh, Power Book 2? And let me know what, um, what was your highlights out of this season. I thank you guys for tuning in for 10 weeks. It's just been amazing you know um it's been a really good like it was really really a solid season and just the character development i enjoyed it i enjoyed it so here is my sleeper for you guys i see don trip just uh came out with the new song let's listen to it together Start renting out power boards. 
That's Don Trip. To whom it make a sign, Don Trip is fire. I love listening to Don Trip and Starlito, and I love when they do their mixtapes together. So make sure y'all check them out. That's off his new album, Die Another Day. So um, thank you guys again for you know tuning in each week to check out my recap. I know you guys really love Ghost. Like that's a lot of people's favorite one. I'm, I'm just loving the whole universe. My fave is uh Raising Canaan, but I enjoy this as well you know they got some really great actresses and actors on here like man um let's let's root for uh, Tate to get his own show and it's gonna be interesting when Monet come back you know she ain't dead and she been shot I can't wait but um just thank you all for your support it's been a great 10 weeks of recapping this day um it's been really entertaining. It really was a solid season. And I really enjoyed episode nine. It went like a season finale. And episode 10 was fire with all the twists and turns. So I just want to really thank you. If you guys have any recap requests or any business or brand that you need me to shout out, please hit me up. I promise you I don't mind, you know, doing that for you guys. I just want to show love back. Remember that to protect your energy you know, keep anybody away from you that is an enemy to your energy. Life is too short. You know, you have to just live it to the fullest because people will try to tear you down. So you just have to do the best you can and know that you are worthy and deserving. So go after what you want and protect that energy and just be safe and have fun. So I'll be on sometime this week i have a couple things that i'm working on so please look out for that please make sure to hit the follow button on spotify so you get all alerts and then if you look in the description all of my links are available to how to get in touch with me but i'm still gonna be dropping a lot of content if you guys have anything let me know it's your girl shanice and i'm out hope you enjoyed the show with your girl shanice